0: Hello beautiful, do you know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made? On this episode number 3, I will be hosting my very first guest, Jazly Dennis, the author of the prayer playbook. Jazly will take us through her journey to discovery and expressing her best self. Her personal experiences of adolescent pregnancy and single motherhood, Jazly has not only defiled the stereotypes, she has also redefined them.
1: Leslie. Hi how
0: are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Self-Discovery Podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. So
0: how have you been? I'm good. Thank you. Great, great, great. On this show, we're going to be talking about how you went through self-discovery and expressed your best self so that women around the world can get inspired.
2: Yes. Yeah. So we want to meet you. Tell us about you. Sure. Uh, Well, my name is Jazlyn Denise. I am a Los Angeles, California native here in the United States. I know that you are in Nigeria. So I am on the other side of our beautiful globe here. I, like I said, born and raised here, come from a Christian background in households, have a 16-year-old son who I say is the most amazing child ever. He's so loving and caring and he makes wow. me realize God's goodness and grace and how love truly looks. And so I'm so grateful to and honored to be his mother. Uh, I currently work at a private university here in California as a fundraising professional. I raise money for diversity initiatives here and I also have my own business uh, and I am a prayer coach. I just recently authored a book called The Prayer Playbook, which is a 21-day guide and workbook to help people begin, transform, and improve their prayer life. And I'm also a real estate agent, so I have many different facets to who Jazlyn is, but um, Interesting! Yes, but at the end of the day, um, I'm proud and happy to be for my journey, for where I am, and also for where I'm going.
0: Wow. So great. That's so sweet to hear. You're proud of where you're going. And this is what this podcast is actually really about. Yeah. How people can discover themselves and express their best selves. So it's about you knowing how beautiful you are, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. And that is enough.
1: You
0: know? yes yeah. my first question would be do you have any childhood memories that would have affected your discovery or expressing
2: yourself uh you know one of the things that led me to write my book uh, i grew up in a, the church that my grandparents founded back in 1952 in their living room with six people and my father was a minister i have uncles and cousins who are ministers as well and so i was always brought up uh knowing who god was having my own personal relationship with him as I began to mature into my teenage years. And one thing I noticed is that in church, I always saw people pray. I always heard people tell me to pray, but I was never really sat down and talked to about how to pray. It was just something I saw. And so I guess they assumed I knew what to do. And as I got older, Um, I realized how I really was searching for God and and hoping to hear from him and talk to him in certain ways and deepening my relationship. But no one ever really sat down and taught me that. And so if you look in the Bible, there's a a section where the disciples actually ask Jesus. They say, teach us how to pray. And I think that's a lost art and in, in method within the church nowadays is that we pray, but are we really teaching people, especially new believers, or our children, how to pray? So that's one thing that from my childhood affected my self discoveries because I was never really taught that, and no offense to my family. Um, they One, I have a great family, but I think they were never taught. And so that's one thing that I really make an effort to do with my son is to not only just pray with him or ask him to pray, but to teach him what prayer looks like and what it means to have a relationship with God. Wow. You
0: know, knowing how to pray and being able to teach it. Before I jump ahead of myself, <laughs> I have some questions. Sure. Around how you're able to be a prayer coach. But let's just hold on to that for a Okay. Back. Did you experience anything, let's look at it from like a negative point of view that would have affected you? You know, growing up now and looking back and saying, okay, this was actually meant to affect Jazly coming out in this way. But somehow it was turned for good. One of those kind of traumas or something. Did you go through anything? anything that would have affected
2: you? I don't think it was, um, not necessarily trauma. I talk about this in the book Is the first time I actually remember praying for myself about something and I felt yeah. like God answered and um, I was probably about 10 years old. It was back in the 90s and my grandmother had a heat stroke and she was in the hospital and at the time I didn't know what that meant. I just know that I heard my father talking on the phone to someone. My mom didn't come home from work and he was explaining that my, my grandmother was in the hospital and I just remember sobbing and crying. Um, My grandmother is by far one of the most important people in my life and when I do the, the lineage of perfection, I always say there's Jesus. He's absolutely perfect and we know that there's Mother Teresa, who I think is perfect. And the only reason I say that is because I've never met her, and my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother is by far one of the most perfect people I've ever met. So at such a young age, I just remember praying and pleading and crying out to God to just heal and help my grandmother. And I don't, the next day she was home. And so I felt like God heard my prayer. That was the first time I really remember praying and knowing that God heard me. I think that was the road of me creating and developing some sense of prayer life for myself outside of my. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep prayer. So,
0: how did your grandmother? She recovered.
2: Yes, prayer? she was fine. Uh, my grandmother is alive and well. She's currently ninety-seven Ooh. years old. She yeah. is kicking, thriving, and fussing at us <laughs> when she doesn't want to eat certain things. So, she's doing good. She's been blessed beyond measure. So, oh, yes,
0: I like reading. Talk about her with so much warmth. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> reading your bio, you're redefining stereotypes. So there are things that um, ladies would have gone through at a particular time, you know, your adolescent age, when you had your amazing son. What gave you the confidence? What gave you the identity to still stand up tall, to be able to pursue your dreams, to be able to pursue your purpose, to find yourself and keep going? What was that thing that made the difference?
2: I had my son when I was 19 years old. So I was a teenage mother, sophomore in college. And I knew that his father and I weren't gonna be together. And in essence, I was gonna be a single mother, a single black mother, which is also considered a a negative stereotype. And people always talk about statistics and I love statistics. Um, Statistics was one of my favorite classes in college. And I think that when we talk about statistics, they, they usually use them in a negative connotation. And so I knew that once I decided I was going to have my son, that I had to be everything that everyone said I wasn't going to be, more so to make that statistic sway. So when we talk about statistics in America, about 1% of teenage mothers go on to get their graduate degree. Well, I'm glad I'm a part of that statistic. After I had my son, I went back and I got, I finished my BA. I changed my major my last year of college. And so I majored in sociology and minored in English. I was going to school to become an English teacher and changed my mind So I did an extra year of school just to finish that. But in essence, I finished on one time. He was two years old when I got done. And then when he was about, I think, seven or eight, I went back to school and got my master's degree. And so, like I said, I'm proud to be a part of that statistic. So when we talk about it, yeah. And just to let other young teenage mothers or not even just mothers, period, know that no one or nothing can tell you that you can't do anything. The best way to get me to do something is to tell me that I can't wow so
0: that for you was the reason why you had to do it yes it was a strong enough reason that okay this has happened but i'm still going to go on with my life i'm still going to achieve my dreams i'm still going to go out there and make the best of who i was created to be as again saying okay this is my situation now i'm going to all the self-pity And all the reasons and the excuses Why I cannot do what I'm supposed to do That is so encouraging for me to hear Yeah And I know lots of women would be so encouraged By what you just said Thank you So when you say you're a prayer coach I'm like, oh, uh, okay (laughs) I know they are are business coach I know we have self-discovery coaches And all of that But when I hear prayer coach I'm like, oh, she must have some God (laughs) (laughs) So, you know like something must be happening for this to become some form of a gift you have. And you're expressing these gifts because it's something that was given to you. You know, we, we, we don't create our gifts. We actually discover them. And you have this gift and you've gone ahead to even monetize
2: it. Please tell me about it. Yeah, so I became a prayer coach, I think. I want to say by accident, actually. Most of my friends and family members, not most everyone who knows me knows that I'm very involved in my church, that I've grown up in church. And uh, have I've heard people say how this all started. I'll back that up. How this all started was I had a girlfriend. I was in the middle of a church service and um, I saw, it wasn't supposed to be on my phone, but I was on my phone on, in the back of the church on Instagram. <laughs> and she had posted, um, about an issue that she was having about her business Mm -hmm. and how distraught she was. And the, the Holy Spirit just led me. I walked outside of church, I called her. And I said, God just called, told me that I needed to call and pray with you right now. So I started praying with her. And in that call, she was released and freed of so many things. And she said, I can't pray for myself. I don't know how to pray. And I was like, girl, the devil is a lie. Yes, you do, honey. Um, and mm-hmm. so I started telling her things that she needed to speak over her life, started giving her scriptures that she needed to be specific Uh, giving her tools and resources that she needed. And she actually was the person who was like, girl, you need to put this in a book because if I need help with this, I can only imagine how many other people are struggling with the same thing and just have no way where to go. They have no resources. They have no tools. And so that was the first thing that led me to even be prompted to write a book about it. And once I started writing the book, I realized how specific prayer is. No one's prayer life is the same and no one's prayers are the same. So we can pray prayer And we can have prayers that we pray in social settings um, amongst family and friends. But when it comes to a specific issue or thing in your life, no one can talk to God the way that you can. But if you feel like you don't know how to do that, people are lost. And so oftentimes um, you will hear people who say, oh, she prayed a good prayer. I don't pray as good as her. It's no such thing as a good prayer. prayer. It's just having that conversation with God in your authentic voice. And sometimes people feel like you have to speak in the King James Version where they're saying, thou art he that hath with, and, and that's not it because that's not your natural language with God. And so um, I became a prayer coach because after writing the book, I realized how specific people needed. And sometimes people who already have an existing prayer life just need a few extra tools and resources that I go through in the book, um, but help expound on them on a more personal level. So like one of my prayer coaching clients actually said, on the prayer and worship team at her church. So she serves as an intercessory repair warrior already. But she had some questions and she had some doubts and she needed some extra tools. And so we talked about what it was that she was doing and things that she can do that can help her improve. And immediately she saw change. Um, Another one of my clients grew up in private school, Catholic school, religious, I'm not Catholic school, but a religious school and knew God. But she just needed some tools and resources to help her transform what her prayer life looked like. And I think talking to me as a prayer coach is a lot different than talking to a pastor or talking to a preacher because you feel like there's a judgment that would be there. I've seen pastors my whole life. I've seen preachers my whole life. So I know the stereotype and connotation that goes along with that. And So people feel like they'll be judged. I'm just a regular everyday chick. I'm an average girl. I've walked the walk. I've talked the talk just like everybody else. I've had the same issues and I'm not on this pedestal. So when my clients come to me, they come to me in a vulnerable state knowing that I'm not going to have any judgment and not saying that preachers are Pastors have that judgment, but judgment, it's a little more free to come to me to say, "Okay, I know that she's not going to be this
0: biblical person." Yeah, because you're, you're you're more you feel you're more relatable.
2: Exactly, I'm so much more relatable than saying, "Oh, I'm going to talk to Pastor Jasmine or Reverend Jasmine." That's not that's not my calling. I, that's not what God has placed on my life, and so I can minister to people from a perspective that's not a title.
0: Oh wow, good. I'm going to call you after this interview. Absolutely. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have my friend call. Yes, yes, yes. So once you discovered that you wanted to be a prayer coach or once you found the need, what were
2: the steps that guided you to bursting the call? So um, one of the first steps is like all of the legal process that nobody ever really wants to do. You want to start a business, but you don't know the business part. So luckily for me, my master's is actually in business administration. So I was a little bit ahead of the game when it came to knowing what you needed to do for a business. And so... So I did the legal part of uh, establishing my business with my state, with my county. Getting all that stuff taken care of. And then I sought out people who really not necessarily were in the industry, because I think this industry is so unique, but people that I knew had done things that I wanted to do. So when it came to writing the book, um, a dear friend of mine and someone I've known since childhood, her name is Patrice Washington. She is a national New York Times bestseller and has been on TV and written so many books and is amazing. Um, I reached out to her about the book writing process. And so she gave me resources and tools that I need. She has a a coaching process, group coaching process called Purpose to Platform. So I joined that group. She has a podcast called Redefining Wealth. So I listened to some of the things that she said, um, and I sought out other mentors that I knew would be able to help me along the journey. And so kind of I created this group who they don't know each other, but they have something that I needed to glean from. And so Mm -hmm. I think finding coaches and mentors in groups that resonate with what you need is always good. So um, outside of the legal piece and me just having a business background, I I sought out help because I knew that I could not do it on my own. And I really prayed and fasted and asked God in directions and people to whom he saw fit to place into my path that would help me uh, advance. His, his actually it's not my goal, it's not my business, it's not my, it's, yeah. it's God's. And so it's what he needs is I'm just the vessel in which he's using. He it. So it's very important
0: to steal you know, have the right uh, mentors, the right coaches, the right association. Yes. To achieve, yeah, to achieve your goal, even if it's from God, even if it's fantastic. You do the legal things, that the laws of the land. You have to do all of those. Yes. Was that? There- some of
2: step in the marketing aspect? Yes. Um, even with that, the marketing, I am not, I'm not creative in that aspect. And so I was trying to create social media posts one night and sat in my bed and literally started crying because I was so overwhelmed. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I was so overwhelmed and I was like, I don't know what to do and God, I need help with this. And so I, I posted in a group that I'm in, I need help trying to find um, someone to help me with my social media marketing and so someone gave me a connection and the person was good, Um, I wouldn't refer her moving forward. But she helped me do what I needed in that moment. And it got me on a, a pathway to jumpstart myself to have other people notice and create. So now I'm working with some amazing people as far as my marketing and my PR moving forward. So I'm excited about that, but definitely knowing that you can't sometimes do it all and you have to ask for help. You have to you have to wow. ask for help and it's nothing wrong with that. God led me to, to teach people, show people, and to be a resource for people in prayer. He did not lead me and guide me into marketing and PR. That's not, that's not the gift he gave me and I'm very clear on yeah. that. Okay. And some other people have that gift. So you can yeah. glean
0: from them, get them to help you.
2: Yeah. And if you know you can't add all... one in one, get an accountant. <laughs> if you you know yeah. whatever it is you know you can't do, that that is what people their purpose and that's their calling and their gift. And so ask God to show you the people and to place people in your life who are for your good and will help yes, you.
0: people in your life. Yes. You yes. This has been really resourceful. Yeah, thank you. Super, super excited to hear this because I have some dreams in my heart and I'm looking at them. They look really far away, like how am I going to do all of this or just hearing you speak and sharing the steps that it takes to actually burst a dream
3: mm-hmm. or
0: an idea shows that oh if one is added to one is added to one you eventually get yeah. the destination of what you want to achieve mm-hmm. and that is fantastic Yeah. so I remember having a conversation with you earlier on the book and um, you had said the book was on your bio so can you just share where
2: we could get the prayer book sure the book is the we're actually doing pre-orders for the physical copy because of COVID my actual copies have been delayed but you can download the ebook in Instantly, it is on my website, which is www.JazlynDenise.com. So that's www.J-A-Z, as in Zach, L-Y-N, D e n i s e dot com. Okay. Yeah. So, jazzandjimmy's dot com is where the book pre-orders are available, and also there is an opportunity to get the ebook. So, some people have actually purchased both because they want to read it now, but they want to have the physical copy. So, once the Rona stops acting so crazy and people learn to stay at home, so we can get this thing flatlined and decline, <laughs> and I can get we my books. Eat. Yeah, I can get my books. um... Hopefully, I'm with all prayer. I'm hoping that they can go out in August. Uh, it was initially supposed to be mid July, but my sample copy has been delayed, so I can't do my bulk order yet. Okay. But okay, www.jasminejanees.com.
0: So looking at um, looking at your life today, all oh, you've been through, all the wins and lows and everything about your life, and this podcast is about discovering and expressing your best self. Looking back, what advice will you give young Jasley
2: Denny? Uh, Don't give up and keep letting the light that God has placed in you shine bright. Never diminish who you are to make someone else feel Mm -hmm. secure and know that every vision and promise God has given you will come to pass. So, How do I know who I am? Really, for me, in knowing who I was, that was something I sincerely went to God to pray in and was asking for my purpose and asking for him to speak clearly to me, asking for him to reveal to me who I was. And he breathed the breath of life into me. And so he knows who I am. There's a song by yeah. Tasha Cotlander that says, you know, my name. And mm-hmm. it is so interesting to think of how many people are in the world, and but God knows your name. And so he knows who you are. And so what better place to start to find self-discovery of who you are than to go to the person who created you? And that's it's like almost like parents, you know your children. You know when your children are, are lying, you know when they're happy, when they're sad, even when they don't say anything, when they're tired, when they're sleepy. That's how we communicate with our, our babies, when they can't talk. You know what a cry means. You're like, oh, he's tired. Oh, he's sleepy. Oh, he's wet. Because yeah. you know, you know your child. And so I think it's the same aspect of going to God and saying, who am I? And, and why am I here? What do you want me to do? Because ultimately mm-hmm. we are, here to do what God would have us to do. And so he will tell you, he will show you, he will guide you, he will give you resources. And it doesn't matter what you have or don't have, God does not call the qualified, he qualifies the call. And you can look at this oh. time and time again without the Bible and many stories. Um, and I'm not a theologian by far, but you see how many people who were so by earthly standards, not qualified, but God made them qualified. And they, I... yeah, or placed them in positions that they thought were supposed to be negative, but ended up being the best thing that could have happened to them. Um, half of the New Testament was birthed from someone in prison. That's not a, a, mm. a circumstance that many people would like to be in. But you think that half of the Bible would not have been written had Paul not been sitting in prison? True. Yeah. So I'm just, it just really um, talking to God and getting clarity from Him is is really the best thing, and and not just talking but listening because we have to have those moments of silence where the radio's not on, where you're not in a room of noise, just really closing yourself into a room, a closet, a corner, a space where it's nobody but you and God and no noise. Because it
0: says, When you ask, you shall receive. Knock, yep. the door will be open to you. Mm-hmm. So anyone who asks will definitely receive. So I remember when I had my identity issues and I was all going on on it, I didn't know who I was. And I went to God in prayer as well. And I like, God, who am I? What defines me? Why am I moved by all of these things? Mm-hmm. And I could hear God, you know, that, that was what birthed this whole us. And God was saying, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Yes. That's who you are. You're someone that is beautifully and fearfully made. Yes. And with that is enough. Mm-hmm. You don't need no external things to make you know who you are. Yeah. You're already beautiful the way that I have made you. Yeah. And from that moment, I discovered a new expression to who I was. And as I went on, I began to see visions of the things God wanted to do with my life and all of those things. So it's all going back to asking God what he wants you to do. Finding the steps around how to go about, you know, betting what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. Because we're on the earth and there are processes and there are legal things upon the earth that we must use. All we must apply to our business, yeah. comfort or to that idea to bring it to light. So, all of those things are part of what we will need to actually live a fulfilled life. Yeah, thank you, Jasly. Absolutely, you have done extremely well spending your time with us today. Here it has been amazing. Thank you. So, I'm going to give you a call
2: shortly okay to get my prayers going sure <laughs> and another thing um you if anyone is listening they can go to um, w the same website www.jasminedenise.com and there is a section where you can book your prayer consultation on there and so uh, typically i have that first consultation with people and sometimes that's all they need oftentimes that's all they need um, and then there are times where we do need to dig deeper and have more frequent sessions and so if that is the case then And we talk about that then. But if anyone wants to go one, and actually right now, I have discounted the price of consultation. So please, 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 if anyone is looking for a prayer consultation, that option is also available through the site as well. So, Oh, great. How long is the discount running for? So I I haven't decided what the end date was going to be because I originally said it was going to be... while quarantine, uh which i thought was going to be 12 weeks but we have far exceeded that date so i think until i I think i'm going to keep my word and say until quarantine is over and here in california we just got told we're gonna be on lockdown again so we're still in lockdown so as long as we're on lockdown the prices will be down (laughs) <laughs> okay,
0: prices are down. Let's go on there. Yeah. Because the lockdown is still on. Yeah. All right. Good one. That's a good one for us all.
2: Yes. So thank you. Thank, thank you once more. Thank Likewise.
0: you so thank, thank you so much. Thank you all, our guests, for listening. And, you know, share with friends. Someone out there might just need a prayer consultation or might just need. um. Jazly's book, or something. There's a cry in everyone's heart, and you might be the solution to that cry. So,
1: thank you.
2: Thank you. Many blessings and, to you and everyone yes. listening. Thank you for taking the time um, out you. of your day to to hear what we have to say. Yes. Thank you, and bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.
1: Broken parts. I learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Run away. They say no one will love you as you are, but I won't let them break me down to dust. I know that there's a place for us. For we are glorious. When the sharpest words wanna cut me down. Gonna send the blood, gonna drown to mind. I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me, Look out, cause here I come. my This is brave this is bruised this is who i'm meant to be this is me
3: Look out see your come